Welcome to Otaku Ryoho on the Gee Therapy Network, where we discuss life, psychology, mental health, many different themes through anime. I apologize for that uh, garbage introduction, and it's not as good as the one that John did last week. My name is Josue Cardona, and I am joined by John Ramos. <laughs> Hi, everyone. All right, John, last time we, we spoke about uh, educational anime, and at the end... I flipped it on you. <laughs> Talked about mm-hmm. uh, all of the fan service in some of the educational anime that we talked about, mm-hmm. and in the case of Cells at Work, it was it's extremely violent and bloody. Personally, I I like blood in my anime. I want if if somebody gets cut with a sword, I don't want that Star Wars BS where like it's cauterized because it's a beam sword. No, I want just a spray of blood. I like that. Um, there, it can be excessive. Uh, some movies are, uh, like some anime are a little excessive, but I, I, I like that. Um, and then in Food Wars, it is just, there is uh, just a lot of inappropriate um, nudity uh, there that we can we can get into later. But there's also, like, there's also other types of fan service. And so before we... we we go deeper into uh, the, the topic, which which what I'm proposing here is talking about fan service, in the sense that it's well. Let's 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 define fan service, right? The way I would define fan service is very simply something that is in a show or in in a piece of media to service the fans. Mm-hmm. Would you would you define it any differently? I think you just used the words and and like extended it into a, a sentence. If you can do better, then go for it. <laughs> No, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and right, like there are there are different ways to to, to see that, but uh, in the examples that we we just gave, it's like, oh, our fans like blood and guts and 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 violence. So I know this is a story about um, you know cells at work <laughs> in the human body doing their thing, but what if we added some action, some blood? a little bit of violence and like our fans will like it more. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in food wars, it's like, we need, we need people to get naked. We need people to have orgasms. We need people to um, have inappropriate and uh, lewd sounds and visuals <laughs> for, because that's what the fans want. I'm assuming that's what the creators uh, think. Mm-hmm. And in anime, it's, it's very interesting because I've had these conversations regarding other types of media. Like, I love recent Disney movies that don't even have um, romance. They don't even have a romantic um, leaning, right? There's no kiss, let alone a makeout scene or a sex scene or anything like that. Like, I think you can have an action movie that doesn't have a sex scene, that doesn't have someone's head exploding, right? There's yeah. there's ways to do it. Um, and anime, I tend to enjoy... Um, anime in general because of how exaggerated and huge it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I've said many times, I, lots of times I just find Western media boring, especially in comparison to to most anime or at least the anime that I like. And, and that's what I'm here for. But but some of the fan service is, uh, it's special. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I'm, I'm curious, what is, like if someone asks you for an example of fan service, and it doesn't have to be from anime, Hmm. Even preferably not from anime. Like, what is the ultimate example of fan service that you can think of that you would share with someone? Hmm. 
So I think I think there's a cultural difference in how like how often like fan service is, is represented in certain types of ways. For example, there's there's something about um my favorite type of fan service is when they do cameos. Mm-hmm. Um and this is something that you, you know more specifically we we often saw in in like Marvel movies or stuff like that where a certain character would appear in the background or something. Mm-hmm. But also for example, if you saw um Weathering with You, the main characters from uh your name were in the movie. They were they were actually characters within the movie and that was sort of at least in in the audience of the movie theater I was at. It was unexpected. So I saw I saw your name after I saw Weathering with you, so I didn't get the reference. God I know. (laughs) So then they they were actually characters within the movie and then I remember everybody like just like gasping (laughs) when 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 those characters appeared. And we thought it was just gonna be like a, a like a two or three second cameo, but they actually they were actually characters within the story. I don't remember this. Yep, yep. You're gonna have to rewatch it then. Damn. Mm-hmm. What, what? What? Yeah. Both of them. Both of them. Together. Together. <gasps> Is this canonical? It's canon. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this is a good example of uh, you were a fan of your name and other mm-hmm. fans in the theater of your name, and that was put there for them, and that added to the excitement of the movie, of yeah. the or the enjoyment of the movie, mm-hmm. because it was something specifically for them. If you're not I, a fan, I wasn't. I had not seen your name, yeah. so that reference completely went over my head, yeah. and I wasn't. I didn't watch it with anybody else who who you know who had watched it. So I completely missed that. Damn. So you weren't serviced. I was not serviced <laughs> by the, by the fan service. That's so yeah. sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My ultimate example of fan service is, uh, Avengers Endgame. Like mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Because it's like 22 movies built up to this. And basically it's like, it's that battle scene at the end where everybody shows up. Yeah. Right. That is it. Like you said, it's like cameos. This is to me that's the ultimate fan service. I've never I have never felt so satisfied <laughs> or <Yeah>. so serviced. <laughs> it 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 rewards the fans for being fans. Exactly, exactly. Right. It does reward you. Um and that's 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 one way to describe it. And the other way that I like to talk about it is is like wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, like I'm a fan of the show and I wish that this would happen. Like it would it would make me so happy if this happens. And mm-hmm. sometimes what you want isn't necessarily the best uh, thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But it does feel when it when it when it's great. And again, it's not going to satisfy everybody the same. But when it's great, it feels like it's there for you. And especially when it's not there, you know, for for other people that other people can't enjoy it. So. So yeah, and and I wanted to talk about this because it's such a I feel like it's a core part of anime. And again, not not all of anime. I I'm I'm curious what you what you mm-hmm. think. Yeah. See, that's not true. Like I think that once you're a fan, right, there's always stuff that is there to for the fans mm-hmm. in, in a way. 
but then there's like the other i wish there was another name for excessively large boobs or (laughs) like the camera these weird camera angles right that have a girl's boobs or butt in the way or it's like between the legs Mm -hmm. and or a guy is shirtless and almost naked and and like all these things that happen that are (laughs) they mostly make me laugh and I don't. I don't think that they're. I don't. I'm not sure if they're always there to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, like, <sighs> shout out to Get in the Robot, by the way. Mm-hmm. I've been watching that YouTube channel a lot. Like, I'm just trying to go through all the videos. Like, I I love that channel so much. If you haven't watched it, it's on YouTube. It is an anime explainer, and I am a huge fan. We've used and it before as 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 fuel yeah yeah it was um that first video that you mentioned about um it about uh, anime La- being different in latin america yeah was from that channel that was the first time i i had seen them and since then i've watched again many many videos <laughs> and and there's a there's they're funny ones uh, there's this funny series it's called like uh how to explaining blank show to your mom Mm-hmm. And there is uh, a six-part series called Anime You Can't Watch in Public. Yeah, uh, I-, I recommended that you watch those for the for this particular one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did you do any any other research for for this episode? Um, besides those videos that you sent me, not in general. I have like personal experiences. Yeah. Um, with with my relationship with anime and fan service okay, okay. as i've been as i've been growing up yeah. but it depends on where you want to take this discussion yeah yeah so so there was there was one video i forgot which one of getting the robot where they mm-hmm. said they were like I, th- I think it was one on fan service in particular it was like the history of fan service and it was very very interesting mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if you watched that one uh, but yeah. it was talking about like the history of uh, the representation of sexuality in Japanese media and how it was in, in, uh, influenced by um, Western culture and Western media and all of those things that play into things that we see uh, in anime that we don't, don't really see in other shows mm-hmm. uh, or in other countries' media. And at, I think it was in that episode where they're like, do you really need – like if you're – Take Food Wars, for example. If you're a fan of cooking, for example, Mm. or shonen or a battle uh, drama, uh, you like tournament arcs. (laughs) Why why do you need people flying out of their clothing, right? It's like, is what fans are you trying to cater with that? And Mm. um, and and they brought up other examples. Like, was is this necessary? Like, the show is about this. This fan service has nothing to do <laughs> with, with this. The show. Yeah, um, there was one example. I think it was in that video too, where they talked about the beach scene, like that. There, that so many anime have episodes where everybody goes to the beach, mm-hmm. and that's basically an opportunity to put everybody in a bikini and have all the guys shirtless mm-hmm. for for an episode. And like, I get. I get that as fan service, right? It's like, oh, like these characters that you that you were assuming that you find attractive, we're gonna have one episode where where they're all half naked or almost naked, mm-hmm. and you're gonna see them in ways that you probably wanted to see them, but you weren't able to see them before. Like, I, I get that, um, but assuming, I feel like a lot of anime assumes that the viewer wants or needs that, 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Um, this is where it gets weird because it it doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen an anime and be like, man, I cannot wait for the beach episode so I can see all these characters naked. Yeah. There's other fan service that that uh, speaks to me and is um, that I am I'm almost immune to. <laughs> that I am I, I cannot wait for, and. But but that stuff is I've been thinking a lot uh, about it a lot for the past two weeks. Like there are um, there's a lot of figures and statues that you can buy of anime characters, yeah. And some of them are just like the big breasts and the big uh, and the big butts and like half naked. And I'm like, okay, so I think there's definitely an audience for people who who love this, right? Mm-hmm. Who 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 enjoy that. I I've never known anyone. Who told who who told me to watch an anime for those reasons, or like oh you have to see it because the angle that they show, <laughs> like you have to see Gurren Lagann because you have to see th- these camera crazy camera angles where you always see this girl's butt. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like I've never had anybody say that to me, but I'm but I'm assuming there's people out there who do love that and for different reasons too. Like it, it's mm-hmm. something that I can't understand. Yeah, and I even I even have a story. Uh, my girlfriend when she was in high school. There was a guy who she knew who like had a crush on her, so he drew her in an anime style and gave her the picture. And her breasts were so huge in the drawing oh, no. that she was offended and gave it back to him. And she's like, "What? What the hell is this?" <laughs> so I'm assuming that 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 guy is one of these people that I'm talking about who who loves that part of the aesthetic, and and is public about. It. Like I don't know. I'm sure I've met other people that just never. We've never had that conversation. <laughs> Although, you know, it could also be that he was simply using, like, sometimes when, you, when you're when you learning to draw, especially learning to draw anime, you use models. Like, uh, you know, you, you use a, a textbook that shows you how to draw anime women. And essentially, like, most of those textbooks only include women with, you know, large breast size. So... Eventually, yeah, so, you just learn how to draw women in a very slender, high-breast sort of ratio. Maybe, maybe, but there's also like the laws of physics mm-hmm. and and also like common sense. <laughs> uh, in this particular case, like, oh, she's gonna love it if I draw her with um, with huge breasts breasts. that are larger than her head. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, by by by. By multiples of <laughs> five. <laughs> um, so, so like I see it, right? Like I see it out in the world, and then it's strange to see it in my anime. But that's not really the kind of fan service that I that I that I necessarily want to talk about because I I can't talk about it mm-hmm. because that's not a motivating factor for me mm-hmm. to to watch anime. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not what I find attractive uh, mm-hmm. in anime, and. And this is the topic that I that I wanted to cover, like mm-hmm. motivation. What makes us do something, or what makes us like certain things? Mm-hmm. And I think that the fan service and wish fulfillment is a a part of that of stuff in general. Like if you are watching something or you're reading a story, and nothing ever happens that you wanted to happen, there may even be stories that you can think of where it's like, oh yeah, no, like that movie was amazing. It was depressing. It was sad. <laughs> um, everybody died, but I recognize it was a good movie. Like, yeah. But I, I I usually like movies that I feel good at the end. I don't, I understand. I'm not going to get everything I want, 
there's there's just something about good drama. It's like, oh, I didn't expect that character that character to die, or I didn't expect this other thing to happen. But there's something great about watching a story, you know, reading a story, watching a movie, seeing a TV show, and things happen that you really wanted to happen, or you didn't know that you wanted, but then happened, and then they satisfy you in this incredible way. Yeah. I feel, I don't know, that speaks to me. I think anime does that really well, despite the inappropriate underage uh, high schoolers in skimpy outfits with um, physics defying um, bodies and all of the other things that are very inappropriate in in many of my favorite anime. Mm -hmm. So I think to a certain degree, it's just become like a staple of anime. I think, you know, most of these series is that that feature like abundant fan service. They don't need the fan service to be actually well-written stories and be, and be like if you take Food Wars and every one of those like eating scenes, you replace them with, you know, somebody having a very like poetic experience. Like if you're eating squid that you don't like, you feel like you're being sunk in you're being pulled into the ocean by a squid, right? And like you're you're like um you're you're unable to breathe or something like that. And it's the very same like image of like this food is bad, but it never has that that sexual um overtone. And I think the series would be none the better or worse for it. Right? So so the series, I know you haven't watched any more of it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> for reasons. Mm-hmm. Um that are related to the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can tell you that there are multiple, uh, there's a lot of eating and there's a lot of experiencing of that food in the in the show. And many times there have been these examples where there's one character in particular who like she, she's always transported like to, to a different place in her mind. Mm-hmm. And she experiences the food in a very, in a very poetic way. Like you just said. Yeah. Um, there are, there have been people who were taken back to their youth who remember like a moment with their mother when they were younger, like they're transported to these, like they feel things, right? The, mm-hmm. the food makes them feel something. But most of the time what they're <laughs> feeling is sexual arousal and just basically an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And, and even, even if they did the noise, like if, even if they were just like moaning, that would be like, I get it. But like these people's, like their clothes are flying off, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're shooting across the, the room in some in some cases. There's one character. There's like there's literally. So we get to a point in, in Food Wars where there is a tournament arc. Okay, yeah, yeah very very shonen. Uh, there's a tournament arc, and like the, one of the judges, it's like, oh, he he's um like he didn't bare his chest. Like people people are commenting on how like he's still clothed by the end of it, um. and it's so funny because. When people's clothes fly off, they don't literally fly off. It's it's like it's it's not real, right? Like you see it happen, and it's a, it's a representation of the experience. Mm-hmm. But in some cases, <laughs> it's like after the food, it's like oh, like that that person's not wearing their shirt anymore, or like there's there's that that one guy who like exposes his shirt, like he goes to the bathroom, he's like oh that person's food derailed me and I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so in, in a way it's, it's, it's funny and it's become like part of the charm, but I agree like the, the nudity and the proportions of the, of the people in the show, they're not necessary. 
I don't think so. They're not necessary for me. Like, I can only speak for me. Because yeah. maybe there's someone who wouldn't watch it if if the proportions were more realistic, mm-hmm. if um and and people didn't just get naked. Yeah. And maybe I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I don't I don't think in this particular case and in most uh anime, I don't think it it leads to that. And in in, in many instances for me it's distracting. Yeah. And it's also in a way it's frustrating for me. Like I I asked my girlfriend who does not watch anime uh to watch the first two episodes of Food Wars. Oh, because no. I, I wanted to get the reaction of someone who who doesn't see stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And basically, I'm pretty sure that it turned her off from it. And I think that that's something that we've always struggled with. Mm-hmm. Right? There are, like, even if it is just a, an anime staple, um, it's a trope that just doesn't, it actually pushes a lot of people away. Mm-hmm. And and again, I I admit it. I I watch I watch. I've enjoyed. I saw the first two seasons of Food Wars. I love the show. I'm I'm a fan, and I watch it despite all of that stuff. Um, when I was talking to my girlfriend about it, I was like, "Oh yeah, no." And they're all like 15. They're all like starting high school, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which just adds other layers of uh, inappropriateness and um, to it, but. All right. So, can you think of any anime that doesn't have this? Like you said, you think it's just an anime staple, and I agree. But can you think of anime that doesn't really have um, fan service like that? I think I can mention a few. I mean, hmm. Again, this type of fan service. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think, for example, like Fruits Basket has that type of fan service. It has other types of fan service. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that we we already sort of talked about how you know fast fan service can mean a lot of things, and then mm-hmm. if we broaden that definition, we might find that everything has fan service in one way or another. Oh, it, it, yeah, yeah. Like Fruits Basket is a great example because it has, if you like mythology, right? I mean, it has part of that. If you like romance, which is probably why you're there, right? Mm-hmm. There is that thing is pulling at your heartstrings like we've talked about like fruits basket makes you cry yeah it is it is an expertly crafted story for and people if it's, who like romance right and and you know it's a reverse harem so it definitely yeah. has this sort of fan service for women mm-hmm. in the sense that there's a lot of cute guys with right you know right. different personalities and which is something very common in anime right the whole harem trope mm-hmm. where you have you know one main character who's surrounded one by women yeah yeah, and surrounded by women of different personalities, just so you have that meta conversation of which one would you pick, mm-hmm. and that's yep. that's a very sort of like common trope that you would often find. And I think it's you know, a genre. Fruits, yeah, it's a genre. Um, and one of the things I, I I wanted to mention is that actually one of my first um, uh, slice of life anime growing up was a it was like rife with um fan service which one and it was love hina mm. do you rem- do you remember or did you i don't think watch? i've ever watched love hina no oh my god okay so <laughs> let me let me just tell you like the 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 basic premise so keitaro which is the main character is a you know a what what they call in japan a ronin which is a a student that graduated high school but never got to college because he couldn't pass the exams, 
in order to get to college. So they just spend years trying to study for the exam to pass it so that they finally get to college, right? Okay. And he's like your typical, like, um, you know, failure at everything character that's feeling down in the dumps that, you know, he, he hasn't gotten anywhere in life. And then his grandmother decides to go on a trip and sort of gives him the uh, hot springs slash women's dorms that she owns. Mm. Hot springs episodes also with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she makes him the manager of that hot spring slash women's dorm. And then, you know, everything else falls into place. So, (laughs) you know, all the women and slowly but surely fall in love with him. And there's plenty of, you know, that sort of like physically impossible thing where you, you're you walking through the house and then a wall breaks and then, you know, an explosion sends you flying into somebody's boobs headfirst, right? Yep. <laughs> and a lot of like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And, and the girl's going pervert and punching him, right? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much like 90% of the series, I can tell you. Okay. Um, it's just that type of humor. But the the character development of each of the girls individually it, it that was what sort of kept me going throughout the whole series right and it gets to a point where i can't recommend the series to anyone but i can't say that that series did not have an impact on me right <laughs> so that's like that's you know i'll i'll it's not the type of series that you'll find me sort of recommending to people cuz i know that the first thing they'll notice is that 90% of it is like women desperately, you know, covering their, their genitals while this guy watches and gets punched over and over again. Right. <laughs> but so you do or you don't recommend it. I recommend that. I do recommend the story arcs, but you'll never find me like publicly as opposed in this podcast where we're talking about <laughs> fan servicing specifically. You'll never find me like, like recommending that show. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like last hand. week we talked mm-hmm. about cells at work and like not once mentioned how violent it is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And and there's there's plenty of anime like that. Another anime that had a lot of like influence is uh, Chobits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's the standard anime of, you know, this guy finds a broken Android and, you know, for free, he gets something like super high tech. Um but the whole story is sort of like a um, born yesterday trope where the female character is one that's so it's it's pretty much has is has an adult body but has the mind of a newborn mm-hmm. so she doesn't get most of the like social cues of nobody's supposed to touch you in or different parts of your body yeah or you're not supposed to be naked and that's also a trope in anime right yeah. And and I think the central premise of that anime was sort of like, can is it okay to fall in love with a robot, right? And in many ways, I think that the anime does a good job at that. But in other ways, the more I watch it now as an adult, I feel like the main character just likes the fact that his robot is sexy and doesn't have the free will to sort of say no or have a desire anybody else, right? 
if it's if it's a robot that was sort of like born yesterday, all she knows is you. So in a certain way, she lives for you. And that sort of fantasy that it's that series is, fulfills, it, it gets more and more uncomfortable the more I watch it. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and there's there's this the there's this whole thing where like, for example, the the, the main female robot, one of the the <sighs> Plot mechanics. Are you blushing now? I, I'm sighing. Okay, I'm sighing. I'm not blushing. Okay, one of the one of the plot mechanics is that her on button is where her vagina should be. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he and he didn't know how to turn it on until a friend taught him to. Yeah, um, you can't move that button anywhere because otherwise the show doesn't work. Yeah, and then yeah, and then eventually like. I think she she starts getting this sort of like self-preservation sort of instinct where she starts to understand that nobody should touch her there, right? But then aye, aye, aye. there's this whole like character arc where she she ends up like in a in a peep show by mistake because she's so like uh newborn like and the main character sort of rescues her and you're supposed to feel like you're supposed to feel good because he saved her from a from a life of being ogled at by other men but the ha- halfway through that throughout the whole series the main character is ogling her right so it's yeah. more a, a a concept of like property right of like i don't want anybody else to look at you the same way i look at you and and you know every time i see that series it was like i used to love this series but now it's like I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, it makes me cringe. Uh, yeah. Just hearing you talk about it. I've never mm-hmm. seen Chobits, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm not familiar. Mm-hmm. But wow, yeah. I mean, that is. I think a, a a big problem of the the kind of fan service that I thought I wasn't going to spend half an hour talking about <laughs> <laughs> is the overt sexualization of 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 women mostly right i mean mm-hmm. at least in the anime that i've seen i yeah. know that there are some that are the other way around um but uh or the, or that focus more on men or equally uh, men and women but there's something there's definitely way more over sexualization of of women and 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 young women um that yeah it's just again it just it makes it hard to to recommend and talk about and and it sometimes it makes it hard to watch mm-hmm. also but uh, yeah i mean so <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of uh, fan service do you enjoy hmm an anime yeah 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 that's hard I, anyway. I that's something i'll have to think about because okay. it's it's just not something that that easily comes to mind because okay. i've never used fan service for any other expression even though it's very valid to do so gotcha so, so I'll, give, I'll give you a few examples i mean i said mm-hmm. at the beginning i like mm-hmm. i like a i like an exaggerated um exaggerated action mm-hmm. right so um spring of blood someone getting punched and flying across the room people yeah. who are excessively strong um beyond you know Every, every, you know, take everything that we said about the sexualization and 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 body uh, proportions and all of that, but put that in an action sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put that on muscles. I'm 100 percent in. You know what? I think my my biggest fan service is tears. 
tears. I think anime does such a good job at making people so sad just to bring them back up. Okay. Just, just like the image of people being sad, like the aesthetics of sadness in anime. Okay. It feels, I don't know, it feels very good. It feels from a certain point validating. And from a certain point, it feels like when you see them, you know, like succeed and you have those tears of joy, the expression on their faces and the music usually that accompanies it, it's just so, it's just so masterfully done. I think it's, it's, it relies a lot on the animation. Okay. Okay. I don't even know what to call this. I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, from both both happy tears and and sad tears, right? Is yeah. what you're saying. Um, yeah. yeah I, like I, I, hmm. you get that moment where where half of the face is like is is sort of like erased from the character, and they're they're looking downwards, and you you do feel like the whole scene sort of expresses their sadness. And then, for example, I was thinking right now of, of Haikyuu. There's this one scene where they're beating a, a, a volleyball team that they would have never thought they could have beaten before. And there's this whole scene where, like, the main villain is, he looks, they, they do, like, this met- metaphorical, like, symbolic shot where the main villain is, like, this huge giant trying to, like, crush them or stomp on them and one by one each player in the team sort of like gets under his feet to sort of like push him off like lift him up uh so that everybody as a team together you know manages to surpass the sheer strength of the villain character Mm -hmm. and it's just like the visual metaphors that they achieve it i don't know it, it really fulfills me that's that's my fan service. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I okay. Again, I wish I, I had a name for that. I yeah. I think it's like like the build up and then maybe the, it's just emotional fan service. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what that's it is. It. That's it. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, just spitballing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I'll use Food Wars as an example again. It's uh, it's very much a shonen. It's just that instead of fighting, people are cooking. There are tournament arcs again. Uh, Soma is basically Goku, and but I still like it. And uh, something that's happening there, and something that happens in in Dragon Ball, and something that happens in like Naruto. When you start, he's like, "I want to be Hokage," and you're like. He better be Hokage. Like eventually, you hope that he becomes Hokage. If he never yeah. became Hokage, that would be, I think that would be disappointing, right? Like the mm-hmm. ultimate fan service would be for that to happen. But obviously, that can't just happen immediately. It has yeah. to. There's like a, they they need to stretch it out, right? Yeah. It takes um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes for for Naruto to achieve his goal. Um, in in uh, in Dragon Ball, it's like Goku just wants to be a better martial artist. He doesn't even necessarily want to be the best. Like he wants to win the tournament. He wants to be better. And there's always an opportunity for him to do that, for him to grow. And that kind of thing where it's like, Oh, I want what that character wants. Um, again, in, in food wars, Soma, he, he just wants to, he wants to win. He wants to be number one and he wins a lot, but he doesn't win every time. 
because you can't win every time either, right? Because there's that's where the balance is. There's no drama if you if you win every single time. And like yeah. Goku eventually wins, uh, and it's I don't know, and it's 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 very satisfying when he does <laughs> and, and how he gets there, and everything that happens in between. And that's one type of uh, uh, fan service that I think that falls under the wish fulfillment, right? It's like, man, I really want this for this character. It's kind of, I don't know, it's like shipping and things like that. Where it's like, oh, you want these two characters to be together. And if they ever are, you are uh, ecstatic about it. Maybe, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, you don't always get um, what you want. And sometimes you get what you want and you you regret it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, so in, in Dragon Ball, one of my favorite shows. I love it. And there's this power fantasy, right? Where where Goku, like he he exceeds the limits um, pr- that we think are possible. Mm-hmm. So when he becomes like he's incredibly strong, and he can do like like Kaiokens, and then he like goes times ten. And it's like oh, his body can't take it. And then he goes Super Saiyan, and that is just <sighs> the way it's done too in the show. By the way is is so it's so good it's so good right so but anyway but like he so he's he becomes super saiyan it's absolutely crazy uh that he's able to do that and then it's like okay so like what where do we go from here so they're like yeah there's a super saiyan level two you're like no way there's a level two (laughs) he goes level three you're like what that's incredible and the show ends and then they do gt and gt's like well what comes after three four we're going <laughs> super saiyan level four and that did not go over as well people don't remember it as fondly and when super and uh, when dragon ball super kind of uh in many ways um ignores dragon ball gt they there's still this thing right it's like no the fans the people me josue wants more like he like we need to go beyond super saiyan 3 so very early on they're like we're going god mode we're going super saiyan god it's like what what that's incredible how did you think of that that's so cool incredible and then they're like what what else can we do then he goes the last time he went ultra instinct like this stuff is just like like this is what i live for man right like i just want this is exactly what i want this is the type of stuff that nothing like no other media gives me this type of stuff has like even even the Marvel movies, which are what's what comes the closest in in like Western media that I feel, it still doesn't doesn't reach those levels. You know, mm. like I can come up with some examples that are kind of close, but nothing like Super Saiyan, Ultra Instinct, and God level, and all of these <laughs> crazy things. Like in Dragon Ball Super, spoilers for Dragon Ball Super, but like there is a multi-dimensional universal tournament mm-hmm. where there are realities at stake okay like different universes are have fighters that are representing their universes in a tournament and the stakes are that if you're if, if you lose your your universe disappears they they continue to raise the stakes i literally mm-hmm. have no idea how they can get bigger than that like there's there's i don't know but i wanted to i wanted to get real big i wanted to get bigger. <laughs> than that. i don't know what comes after that but that's what i want 
Um, and that's what the fans want, right? Like that's that's what we're there for. So like that that is like a, a representation of of the type of thing that um, I love about anime. And not not every anime is Dragon Ball Z. Not every anime is a is a shonen like that, um, yeah. where that type of thing happens, and you can get away with taking it to an extreme. But I love that stuff. I love it, and like real life doesn't have a lot of that, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but there, you know, but there are. I guess there are, there are parallels, right? There's things that that you can kind of compare and and get similar to that. Um, I don't know, maybe money, maybe. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the only one that you can like really exaggerate and take to an extreme where it's like it doesn't even make sense anymore. Yeah. But but again, that that fan service that like what do people want? Um, anime is just really really good at it, yeah. and. Obviously, I'm talking about the the my favorite type of fan service from um, from Dragon Ball. There's also the that other type of fan service. There's there's panty shots and there's pervy magazines and there's uh, inappropriate groping and things like that. But it's like it's it's only sprinkled <laughs> within the show. It's not a big part of the show. The yeah. the real fan service in something like Dragon Ball Z is that power fantasy. It's that leveling up. It's that going beyond the limits and just going super saying super crazy. It's oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> but not a lot of stuff is that that appealing. I mean, I think I think that that's it's a it's, I'm just explaining something that we've said since the beginning, which is like these are these are the reasons why I I love anime so much mm-hmm. because it does do this type of thing where it it takes things to the next level and um, again not that Western media isn't capable but I just feel that anime just does it more consistently yeah agree disagree agree yeah yeah I agree yeah yeah so. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we could talk about different types of fan service, but I think, I think that covers kind of how I feel about fan service. What it, what it, uh, it's, it's really about that wish fulfillment. I think I've come up with my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I mean, again, if a story, if if I never get what I want from a story, I'm gonna be pretty bummed. I'm gonna be pretty bummed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, I, I meant to illustrate with the Super Saiyan level four that sometimes what you think you want isn't necessarily what you want because obviously level four is what I wanted. But now I know that I didn't want level four. I wanted something more creative and more, (laughs) but still bigger uh, and still a little different, which in in many ways, isn't that different. Like they just changed the color of the hair and like, Mm -hmm. I I, I see the simplicity of it, (laughs) but it works. It works on me. Yeah. It works on me. I don't know if you're familiar that like the, and 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 Dragon Ball, like when he goes Super Saiyan, it's blonde, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, but then, but then later on, it's like his hair goes blue, blue and yeah. then red. Mm-hmm. It's red and then blue, and then yeah, no, it's red, um, the first time, and then blue, and then Ultra Instinct's like silver, like a it, white color. Oh, it's so cool. It was black once, right? Um, like, well, his hair is always black. Yeah, it's like true. his default. That's true. And then there's a there's a version of Goku from another dimension called Goku Black. Mm. And but his hair goes rosé, which is what? like, like it, it. It doesn't really go red. It's like it's like it's like, it's more of a pink. Mm-hmm. And I think he's I think it's Super Saiyan rosé. I, I, literally, I think that's what it's called. Awesome. Hey, 
Super Saiyan should just be Super Saiyan Yellow. Just saying. <laughs> right? Or Golden. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, the way I've always seen it is like he's shining, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not really – it's light that's emitting from his hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I get that much. Rosé, I cannot thing, explain Rosé. <laughs> you know, that that's like a standard like um, shonen thing, right? Where the main character keeps upgrading – yeah. Same yeah, same yeah. with Naruto. He has like a million different looks. Yeah. yeah. As he's as he's developed. Um yeah. 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 So yeah, that's 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 definitely it does hit like the that reward box. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the psychology part of it. I wasn't sure if I if I hit the point that I wanted or not because <laughs> I'm too excited. Like I'm thinking yeah. about all of my favorite things <laughs> yeah. in anime. Um, mm-hmm. it, in in a way, right? It's like, oh man, and it keeps you invested at random intervals. Yeah, but but I mean, so- in the in this episode, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore because I'm just like I'm just geeking out <laughs> on my favorite. I'm like. Rosé sounds stupid. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dragon Ball Super was like my favorite viewing experience of the last couple years. It was, it was because it was that it was wish fulfillment. It was even just the fact that the show came back. Yeah. The fact that it relaunched with a movie, right? It was like, oh yeah, before Super even, even was a thing, there was a Dragon Ball movie. I've, I've seen two of them in theaters. It's just... I don't know. And I talked about My Hero Academia. Like they recently had this Super Saiyan moment in it. Yeah. It was incredible. And I went to see the new movie in theaters and it was, it was so mind blowing. The fight, like the fight was so, the fight at the end was so, so, so good. It was just, they, they got these upgrades and it was, it was just so beautifully shot. It was like, there was so much power that the way they animated it, they were like, we can't even show you everything that's going on and you're still going to love it. It was just, yeah. I, I don't even want, I can't talk about it anymore. I, I don't even know. T- take it away. Like it, it's all you. I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done. I'm too happy. <laughs> okay. So, so I already had a, a, a up topic. That's cheating. Yeah. Well, that's what you did last time. Wasn't it? No, mm-hmm. not really. I, I kind of did. Yeah. I had an I idea knew. that uh-huh. came from the watching of the stuff. Exactly. Okay. And it became so. obvious that that was the next topic when we, when, as we were discussing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So go for it. So um, we're talking about fan service, right? I've tried. It caters to, to our, our personal needs as humans. Right, it services fans. Yeah, um, I wanted to discuss anime with a with a central plot or or a plot device that talks about urges and desires. Right, hmm. um, this this goes in many ways. It could be like sexual desire as well as like, for example, Helsing and Tokyo Ghoul use the metaphor of like hunger as a desire that the main character feels he has to fight, right? Hmm. And just like this general concept of like a character has a urge or a desire that is particularly, it might be a bit like difficult to deal with. Um, And so they have part of their character arcs is how they're able to either um, appease them in a certain way or, you know, just deny their desires completely right 
how how they're able to cope with that desire. Okay. Are you are you following me? Kind of, kind of. So, so you said Tokyo Ghoul, and what else are examples of this? There, there was. So I used first Tokyo Ghoul and Helsing because they're both sort of like about vampiric characters that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're humans. They turn into like this sort of like vampire ghoul creatures, and now they have to feed on human flesh or human blood. But you know, they as hum as former human beings, they have to fight that urge or they emotionally feel like invested in fighting that urge, right? But I think I think that there's an anime that that is the best one at addressing this sort of topic, right? And it's an anime that will make you blush. Okay. And it's B Stars. Okay. I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It features prominent fan service, not as of, prominent as of the sexy boys. kind. Yeah, that I think the central premise of that anime is our is to get the audience to question: Am I a furry? Yeah, yeah I was about to. I was about to say <laughs> it, it's the sexy kind, but they're all animals. Yeah, so I think the answer will be I don't know, but this series. I think it's one of these series that features that sort of fan service, but because of the plot, I think it's it it fits in. It's not a sort of fan service that feels completely and utterly out of place, right? And when 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 you see Food Wars, you're like, this didn't need to be here. But I think when you see B stars sexuality is a part of the plot and a serious part of the plot. It's not always played for laughs. Um, so I think it would be interesting to sort of discuss, I think Beastars approaches it both from a, a sort of hunger, um, carnivore versus herbivore sort of point of view, like Zootopia, right? But it also addresses urges such as sexuality. And I think it does it in a very interesting way. Are there any other urges that it, that it addresses? I think those are the two main ones. There could be another one, but I think like urges and instinct and desire are like the central themes that that girdle the whole story. Okay. Okay. And I I think it's something I I found this story completely and utterly fascinating. So okay. I really want to discuss that. And I think it fits well with, you know, fan service. Let's talk about um where do we draw the line between physical instinct and desire and you know the mind over matter, right? Okay, so so just to be clear, mm-hmm. <laughs> the topic is uncontrollable urges. Yes. Okay. Well, they can be controllable, but it's like strong urges. Okay. Right? Can it be? Uh, is it? Can it be like a drive? Ye- okay, so it depends. Right. Like like Goku is driven to be the very best like no one ever was. Hmm. I think um, it has to do... Ash Ketchum is driven. No, no, no. So that's no. not an urge, though. Uh, so... Well, I mean, you know, you are... Uh, uh, define urge, then. So it has to be like a biologically driven, you know, thing that your mind is trying to go against, right? So... I mean, aren't all... Um, 
Couldn't we make okay. the case for that? This, yeah, this is yeah, all we can in the make brain? that case, right? <laughs> but essentially, I want it to be more about instinct between the fight between like mind over matter, right? Okay. Just like putting your conscious over your your biological needs, okay, okay, or your biological urges, which might not necessarily be a need, right? Like hunger is a need, but sexual gratification is more of an urge, not necessarily something that everybody has to fulfill in order to stay alive, right? Okay, okay. But but that hmm. applies to wanting to be the very best that like no one ever was. If you want to make the case that <laughs> Ash is biologically urged, I know you want me to watch B stars, be but I rather watch Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna watch Beastars. That's that's why we do a a turn based format. So 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 do I have to watch Beastars or are there and other possible examples? Okay, I'll I'll recommend at least two episodes. Okay. okay, okay. I'll give you two episodes to watch if you don't watch if you don't want to watch the whole thing. No, no, I'm I'm just saying I'm just trying to trying to I'm trying to figure out if you just want to talk about B stars or if or if I can actually bring up other examples. No, you can definitely bring out other examples. Okay. But right? one of them has to be B stars. <laughs> I'm gonna bring out uh, a B stars. You can bring out any other examples that you know fit in that that sort of framework, right? Okay. Okay. Hmm. Think about it. Hmm. Hmm. Like the vampire thing makes sense to me, right? The, the um, vampire is an app metaphor, right? I haven't seen Parasite, but I it sounds like it might be hmm. part of that, right? Maybe I've seen Parasite. You have seen? I'm does that thinking count? Of, I think Parasite does include some of that, but it's a it, it's in the background. But you can definitely make your case with Parasite. Okay, I haven't seen it. I'm just I'm just wondering. Hmm. Yeah, I think you can definitely make make okay. like the parasite sometimes stands like a, as a as a metaphor for that urge yeah yeah so i think you can definitely so okay so again so i just want to be clear it's more of a physical drive than a than a um motivational or like yeah yeah is that is that is that a better way yeah. to categorize it's a, okay yeah it's a physical biological drive okay got it yeah <sighs> Well, that's it. Oh, Am I ever going to stop talking about, about food wars? You know, like, mm -hmm. man. All right. So I guess I'll talk about food wars again next week. Stars. <laughs> and think um, of think think on it. Look look at it, uh, possible examples. Yeah. Ooh, berserk. Would berserk be one of these? I've never seen berserk. Oh, okay. I think berserk might be. This might be a good excuse to go watch some berserk. Does he have like a murderous instinct? He has, yes, he, does, <laughs> he has a something that uh, he that he struggles with constantly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I think Berserk might might work. I think Berserk might work. Okay, maybe Berserk mm -hmm. will work. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are there any Ghibli movies that apply that that would apply? Because they're all on HBO Max now, and I can watch them all, mm, and I'm very excited. I don't know. No, you know, I think you can make a a. Hmm. A okay, no. So this this one might be a bit too a stretch. Much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that you could make a, a an argument that Ava, in the, in the sense that Chinji does everything he can just to fulfill his need for for connection. 
Yeah, no, but that falls under. Yeah. I think yeah. that's that's a drive. That's a that's a yeah. more of a psychological drive. drive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Than a biological one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Damn, I'm gonna have to think about this. And final, watch B stars. Yes. I've, yes. I've looking. Listen, I wanted to. I've, I've. I wanted to watch it at first, and then when I like saw the like I saw the pictures, I was like, oh, that looks beautiful. And then when I saw the animation, I was like, this creeps me out. I don't want to watch it. The so animation. I am a little resistant. The animation is so good. <sighs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. Okay, I want to see these we'll anthropomorphic see. animals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Believe me, I felt uncomfortable as I was watching. Oh, I can imagine. It was an appropriate imagine. reaction, and okay. I think it's it's like watching the magicians. I no no I don't I don't I don't see the connection. <laughs> the magicians at times has these scenes that feel very 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 uncomfortable, right? For you, maybe, not for me. What? What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I can't even think of any. I love the magicians so. though. For the record, the also I love Food Wars. I think uh, everything that I thought about at the beginning, I've kind of changed my mind on. I could do a whole episode on Food Wars. <laughs> I'm complaining about talking about Food Wars, but. I freaking love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. If you want to um, send us a message, you can do it at our Twitters. Our Twitter handles are in the show notes. You can see more episodes at otaku.geektherapy.com or you could message us in the forums as well as the Discord, which will also be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye.